0: It's funny because when Brian was sharing, it brought up a lot of different of my own experiences having to do with change and with my resistance and trying to control and get it my way and not letting it be God's way or just the way. And um, uh, I realized that all of us go through processes of learning and growing as we walk through this world and walk through our lives. And the key is, is to ever be paying attention, to ever pay attention to what is going on right now. And for most of us, we're often focused outside of ourselves on what's going on right now. And that's where we get caught up in things and lose sight of how to stay in a place of peace and quiet and loving. Because in the world, it's often turmoil, it's often resistance, it's often control. and the key is is to stay present in the moment within ourselves and to be in charge of that moment within ourselves by how are we going to choose to live into this uh, moment? How are we going to choose to live into this event, this experience? And that is a key by which you can begin to change your life. I can remember years ago, I started actually traveling a great deal starting in 1979. And for the first few months and couple of years, I found myself really challenged. I would go to the airport, all excited about the trip and where I was going and what was going to be happening, only to find that the world wasn't cooperating with me. Planes were canceled, there was a problem here, the weather there, whatever. And at first, I got caught up in these outer things. And I would go into resistance and I would try to impose my will upon a situation and try to convince them, well, no, no, it can't be that way because I want to go, I need to go. You've got to get me there. And I would get caught up in the struggle of everyone else outside of myself that was all in chaos. And I would join into the chaos and, and live in it for a while. But I learned pretty quickly that... If I can take my peace that I knew from meditation and just choose to live that into the moment, that things could be different in my life. And it was quite amazing. I did an experiment. I decided that I was going to do just that. I was going to stay connected or choose back into connecting to that peace inside that I know exists in my soul and inside myself. I know it because in meditation, I know where that is and I know how to get there very quickly. And so as I moved into the day of this one day of travel back home from somewhere else, I told myself, no matter what happens in the world today, I'm going to choose peace. I'm going to choose back into the centeredness of my own soul and my own loving and bring that forward into the day. And so got to the airport checked in, everything was fine, no problem. Got on the plane, no problem. Took off, no problem. We're flying a half hour, no problem. And then all of a sudden the pilot says, folks, we've got a problem. There's a storm in front of us that we thought we could fly around or get above. But it has grown so large, there's no way we're going to be able to get past it. And now, the same chain of storms have formed behind us, and we can't return to the airport that we were at. So we're going to have to land now and let these storms pass over us before we go anywhere. So I thought, okay, here we go. I've got to choose into peace. I've got to choose into loving. I've got to choose into acceptance. I've got to choose into whatever that is inside myself in the centeredness of my own soul and live that into the moment, and not get caught up in the chaos. So, as, uh, for this whole trip, I was talking to the gentleman that was sitting next to me, who happened to work for the airlines, and was going to Chicago for a meeting where we were headed to land so I could catch my next connection. And so, you know, we all buckled up and got ready to land very quickly, and we landed at this little, 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 tiny airport. And on the runway, outside of this little tiny terminal, were 15, 18 large planes. They were not expecting anything like this to happen. And the airport was packed. I mean, it was just jammed with people to almost overflowing outside. It was so small. And everybody's complaining and up at the counter and griping and yelling. And what do I do? I've got to get to this meeting. I've got to get over to this... Hospital because somebody's sick or whatever and I just kept choosing back into the piece choosing back into the peace, and I just said, okay Then an announcement came on and said it looks as though It's going to be four or five hours before we're going to get out of here folks You all have got to settle down and just accept what's happening and We will do what we can to get you out of here in a timely manner but even once these storms clear we've got to arrange for everybody to take off in a, in a timely manner, and it's going to be first come, first serve. So those that got here first will be the ones taking off first. Well, our plane got there the last, so we knew we were really there for a long time. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to move into acceptance and let let God take care of me and however it's going to be. Two minutes later, five minutes later, I feel a tap on my shoulders. I'm sitting there and I look up, and the guy from from the airlines is there standing there and he says, so how is it going? How are you doing with all this? And I go, well, you know, it is what it is. I'm just going to sit here and read my book and relax. I'll, if they don't run out of water, I'll get some more. At least I've got this right now. And uh, he said, do you want to get out of here quicker? And I go, well, how would you do that? Is it a bus or something? And he goes, no, there's a plane that's about to take off and I'm going to be on it to get to Chicago. We've found a route we can take but it's it's going to be a bumpy, bumpy ride. Are you willing to take it? And I said, sure. But what about my luggage? He says, well, you'll get it at the end of the trip. If you don't need it right now, then that's fine. If you do, you might want to stay here and travel with it. I said, no, I'm game. So we got out, and we got on this little tiny plane that they arranged for because he needed to get to the meeting in Chicago, and, and a couple of other people that were working with the airlines wanted to get back to Chicago as well. So off we went. So here I am traveling with the airline people on this little tiny plane and bumping through the storm all over the place, and we land in Chicago just fine and get out, and I catch my flight on back to Austin. Now, if I had gone into reaction and resistance, I don't know that that would have happened. But because I went into acceptance and just allowed spirit to work with me however it was going to do it, All of a sudden, I got an unusual offer to get out of there and to fly elsewhere. So the key in life, I have found, is to how are we choosing to live our lives? Are we choosing to live our lives focused outside and getting caught up in what is happening and what other people are saying? Or are we choosing to live in that centeredness that we know inside through our meditation? into that peace, into that loving, into that expansion, into the grace, into the opportunities that Spirit truly is ever offering us, if we can just be aware of it and choose them. And that's the other action, is choosing into that flow of Spirit and not into the flow of this creation. This creation was created out of chaos, and it will always be in chaos if you look at any time in the history of this creation, not even this earth, but of all of this physical universe, it's always in chaos. It's always in turmoil. It's always in change and in transition. But you can look closer at home. Look at your physical body. It's ever in chaos. It's ever in change. It's ever in in transformation. So, any place we look into the world <clears throat> and hold our focus there, we're going to get caught up in the chaos. We're going to get caught up in the transition and the change. And that's fine, because that's where our lessons may be. But if we've been learning the lessons, and if we have been doing the meditation and going inside and waking up inside to a greater truth of centeredness and of peace and consistency rather the inconsistency of this world, then we can begin to bring that peace, bring that heaven on earth, if you will, from within ourselves into our daily life. It doesn't mean the world's going to change, but it means how we approach and do the world will change. And we will not get caught up in the turmoil and the pain and the anger and the frustration that this world often offers us and wants us to get caught up in. The world loves to keep us here, keep our souls trapped here. And the only way it can do it is to keep us focused outside and into the chaos. The pathway home to liberation of the soul from this creation back to its own true home is by letting go of this world, detachment. So we just simply choose not to get caught up in the game of the world and to rather walk a different pathway, a pathway of peace, of loving, of joy. And yes, I don't care how great a meditator you are, how focused inside you are and awake inside you are, there will be moments where you will get caught up yourself in the chaos of the world. Because in that moment, there's something very personal in the the chaos and the actions that are taking place and the reactions that take place inside of you because of it. But the key is, you will know where to go and how to choose into a different response, a different action. Rather than getting caught in reaction, you will choose back into into action. And that's the key. This world exists on a principle of for every action there is a reaction. And so this world is ever putting things into action to create reaction, to create reaction in all of us and in all of this creation, from the smallest particle all the way through to the largest of the universes. And the key for us is to stay neutral, not to get caught up in the swings of polarity, not to get caught up in the movement of energy that is in the outer world, but to stay in the loving, stay in the neutrality. It's a choice. I remember when I was growing up and I had to make a decision about something at school. It was about whether I was going to do one particular class or another and I actually wanted to do both of them and it felt like I wanted to do them equally and I had a choice I could take one or the other and I came home all disturbed I didn't know I was gonna have to have an opportunity of a choice but when in my elective choices for classes I had picked a few things one of the classes that I wanted had gotten filled up and I all of a sudden had these other two choices that I hadn't even really looked at to make. And I went home that night and I sat down with my mom and dad and I wanted them to make make a choice for me. What do I do? This one or this one? What do you want me to do? And my dad looked at me and he says, What? You want me to tell you what to do? After all these years where I've tried to tell you what to do and you never listened and now you want me to tell you what to do? He said, do you think I've not learned anything? The one thing I know is not to tell you what to do. Because the moment I do, you go into resistance and you do just the opposite. But what I've also found out is I tried to play a game and give you the opposite of things that I think you should do, and you do those too. So I'm not going to tell you what to do. I want you to begin to learn how to make your own choices stop looking to me stop looking to your mom stop looking to others to make choices for you and you begin to figure out how to make choices that you can take action in so i went to bed that night all upset nobody would tell me then i thought oh i know what i'll do when i get to school i'm going to go to school early tomorrow this was in high school I'm going to go talk to my counselor. I went in early. I worked at the office there, and I knew what time she got there. And So I got in there early and sat in her office and waited for her to arrive. She walked in and she went, oh, what are you doing here? Is something wrong? And I said, well, I need, I need some help. I've got these two classes that I've got to make a choice about. And I don't know. I want to, I want to do both of them, but I can't do both of them. I can just do one. And I need your assistance. I want you to help me make a choice. And she said, okay, now do you want me to help you make a choice or do you want me to make you a choice? And I said, well, what would you choose? And she said, "Ah, oh, you're here for the wrong reason. I'm not going to talk to you about it because you're going to want me to make a choice for you. Go away. You go do it. And I said, so what can I, well, how can I say it differently? And she said, The one thing you could say is, I need somebody to listen to me about my concerns and my wants in both of these classes so that I can maybe come to a decision. But don't expect me to make a decision for you. And she began to help me understand how to make a choice in my life that I wanted and walked me through it. And at the end of our discussion, I knew how to make a choice, and I knew what I wanted to choose in that moment, and I chose it. And I was very glad I did. I really enjoyed doing that class. And I knew I had chosen it. I did it myself. And it felt really good. And every day I walked into that class, that was the one class I knew I wanted to be at. All the others, I had to be there. English, biology, whatever it was, I had to be there. But this class, I could be there because I chose it. That's how I learned to begin to approach my life. Is to pay attention and to see where are the opportunities of choices. And not to believe that I have no choice. That I'm stuck. I'm caught. I'm trapped. I have to do it this way. And that's what karma often tells us. Karma often will tell us in this world, in ourselves, in our feelings, in our thoughts this is it, this is your life, welcome to it. And there's no changing it, there's no choice, no no opportunities. And if we're not careful, we'll believe it and live it out, stuck in it, believing that there is no opportunity here. But in everyone's life, there's an opportunity for change. Sometimes the change is minuscule. And sometimes it is huge. But the key is, it's not the size of the opportunity, but if we're willing to do the change. And oftentimes I found for myself, this is a part of me that likes routine, that likes the, the, the sameness. It doesn't want change. And I have to ever watch myself and not let myself get trapped into that patterning of the body consciousness, but ever stretch myself into difference, into change, into opportunity as it presents itself. When this man offered me an opportunity to fly on this little tiny plane that held six people besides the pilot, to fly through a big storm, that they thought they could get pretty much around the biggest part of it. Well, I didn't even really care to fly, let alone in a little plane. But something inside of me said, hey, this is an opportunity. Take it. Go for it. And I chose that rather than stay there with all these other hundreds of people waiting, waiting, waiting for the weather to clear so that they could get out. And I learned something in that moment, as I've learned over the years. If something comes forward as an opportunity to make a change with, take it. Take the opportunity of change and see where it might lead. The more I've done that, the more my life has been transformed into wonderful things. And one opportunity that came to me that where I really learned that in a true, wonderful way was I had been working in hardware and paint and then on into framing and art galleries for about 12 years when I got a phone call. Now, I was a manager of three stores and making a good bit of money, but somebody called me and said, Hey, you know, you're, you're good at sales and you're kind of interested in nutrition. I have a job offer for you to be an assistant manager. It won't make the money you're making now, but it's a, it's a good opportunity to learn about nutrition. And I hung up and I, I said, I'll call you back. And I hung up and I thought about it for a moment. And I heard inside when I went into that place of neutrality and loving inside, what are you thinking about it for? Go for it. Let's do it. So I called them back and I said, okay, I'll do it. And the boss, the owner of the company, couldn't believe I was leaving such a good job to go do something else like that. And in a way, I was kind of shocked I was doing it too, and it kind of shook me a little bit. But I did it. And that was the best experience I've ever had, not just in transitioning from one thing to another, but also what it opened up for me in my life. I could have stayed at the other place, making a good income, doing things in a routine way. My life was so simple. My job was so simple. I had it down to a T. Everything was in its place, and I could just move through the day effortlessly, get things done, go home, and not feel tired. It was that simple. I had everybody in position. I managed them, I oversaw them, and things moved very fluidly. But I chose to stretch myself into new opportunity, into new growth. And it was the most invigorating, joyful experience I have ever had in the way of transition. Except for one place, and that's in meditation. every day in meditation, I can choose to sit and go into that place of peace and be there. But that place of peace that's inside is not stagnant, and it is not repetitive. It is ever moving, ever moving forward, ever expanding, ever opening to new opportunity of growth, of awareness of awakening and I've learned both inwardly and outwardly to ever take the opportunities of that movement of spirit. That movement of spirit in me and that movement of spirit in me into the world. And it all begins inside. So pay attention as you're meditating. Stay awake in your meditation and begin to find that flow of energy, that flow of consciousness, that movement of spirit, that action of loving, and begin to follow it wherever it will take you. And sometimes it will take you into wonderful, beautiful, mystical places, and other times it's going to take you into those places of darkness and difficulty and choice. But it takes you there only because That's where you need to be right now to break free of whatever has held you in bondage here. It will give you the experience and the tools by which to ever choose more and more into the loving, more and more into the freedom and liberation of the soul, detaching from the world and attaching to the spirit, the spirit of your own soul and the spirit from which the soul came from. Opportunity is ever present as to how we experience this life. If we focus in the outer, and boy, there's a lot in the outer to hold our attention. There's radio, there's TV, there's newspaper, there's our friends. There's all this stuff in the world that's ever trying to pull us out and get us caught up in the chaos that ever is ever going on in this world. Or we can stay centered inside of ourselves. And when we do that, we can listen. We can walk through this world. We can listen to, read and find out what's going on in the world. But we're ever centered here in the centeredness of ourselves. And we don't get pulled outside so easily. We don't get caught up in it so easily. And we allow the world to do what the world's going to do while we do what we are going to do in the world which is loving, accepting, and forgiving, which is being responsible for our thoughts and our feelings, our actions and our reactions. That's the base of this meditative practice. That's the journey of the soul going home to God. It's that simple, and yet it is that challenging because we have to stay present and we ever have to make a choice. Where are we living from? How are we living into? What are our choices right now that we can make and how are we choosing? Are we choosing out of reaction or out of action? You know, I've often talked about the Lord's Prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. That we haven't really talked a lot about. I've talked about the hallowed name, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the key of this meditation, is to connect into that will of God. And what is the will of God? Loving. God created out of loving. That's the will, action of God. And we are asking God, thy will be done on earth, here in me, as it is in heaven, my soul that rests in heaven. Let it be one and the same, as above, so below. If we just let that be our focus, thy will be done here at the seat of the soul as it is done in the very center of the soul, in the soul realm. There's nothing else to ask for. There's nothing else to move toward but that. And that's all about loving and waking up to the truth of who we are as loving, and then living that loving into all that we do. So over the next few weeks, next few months, next few years, you're going to hear a lot of things to pull you out of your center, to get you caught up. It's just a choice how we're going to live it. If we stay centered and focused, you don't know when that person's going to come up and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, I know an easy way to get out of here. You want to go? No problem. Let's just go. Or you can sit there and be in the chaos with everybody else, everybody complaining and turmoil, and get caught up in it and join in to the yelling. It's your choice. I hope I have the common sense and the good focus into loving inside myself to sit down, stay centered in the loving, and let God reveal to me the next step, the next phase of my journey. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then you can find as well that life can be simpler and easier and grace filled. And you can then even be of assistance to those around you because you can approach these situations differently and maybe give them help in how to do that for themselves so that they don't get so caught up in it. But don't lose your center in doing that because you might if you're not careful. Well, thank you all very much.